Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sit back, relax, and zone out on your drive home. Because you're mental if you don't have a good time. Now back to In the Zone. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Welcome back to the show in the zone here on FM 96.9 The Game, breaking down all the latest news, rumors, and headlines as we get into a busy weekend in the sports world. A happy Friday to all, and it was a happy Thursday for this guy, Jalen Brunson taking over for the Knicks last night. Brunson and Shamit leans in, jump shot, it's good! Jalen Brunson's got 30 again! Brunson hesitated, drives in, layup, it's good! The Brunson barrage continues, and the Knicks back up by five. Brunson fakes, drives, layup, it's good. 40 points for Jalen Brunson. Finished with 41 on the night, eight rebounds, eight assists, and led the Knicks to a 113-109 win over the hapless Wizards. Yes, it's still impressive even if you do it against Washington. He is our In the Zone Player of the Night, presented by Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code BRANDON. Get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You can play their Pick'em game tonight. I actually just got a notification from them. In the Pick'em lobby, over half a point scored for Zion Williamson. UnderdogFantasy.com or on their mobile app. I'm going to go ahead and hit the higher button on that. I am beyond ready for round two of the NFL playoffs. I love these matchups. I think they're really interesting. I don't really think we have a dud on the board. We've got some big spreads, but overall, I think that these should be pretty good games. I do think it's worth mentioning, though, before we dive into the specifics of the four games we have in front of us. The first round serves as a really good reminder that we can't get caught up in the strength of a division. This is not college football. You weight a team differently because of the conference they play in. Two of the best divisions in football this year were the AFC North and the NFC East. The NFC East was more top-heavy, and the AFC North was loaded top to bottom, You know, outside of a Joe Burrow injury, but even the Bengals were still good with Jake Browning as their quarterback. Two of the best divisions in football, and let's review how that went. The Browns got blasted by the Houston Texans and the Steelers couldn't score any touchdowns against the Buffalo Bills. The NFC East was even worse. They gave up 80 points against two teams that had three wins going into week nine. So there's that's it. I mean, there's no like grand statement at the end of this. It's just simply just remember, it doesn't really matter what division you play in. It is about what you do with your specific team. So lesson learned if you needed to learn it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, look at the, the recent Super Bowls. I mean, they've 
for the most part, it's not the best team from the best division. Obviously, last year you have the Eagles, which, okay, that's a that's a tip to um, coming from a very difficult division and getting all the way to the Super Bowl. Then you have the Chiefs and the AFC West. Comparatively, it's not the most competitive division. You go a year um, further than that with the, the Bengals. Again, a tip of difficult division, best of it, got all the way. The Rams' biggest competition that year was the 49ers, who finished 10-7 and on the year. Um, so the NFC West, not what it is now. And the year before that, you have the Bucks coming from the NFC South, the worst division uh, in football, arguably. So, yeah, I, I think that it, it doesn't speak volume like it does in college football in most cases. Right, where you end up hardened by the schedule that you had to play or or we do a, a maybe it's just that we do a better job judging who's good and who isn't because of the competition they had on their schedule. In the NFL, you're either good or you're not, and maybe you played an uh, an easy schedule throughout the course of the year, but you 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 are who you are. And I don't think your division says much about the quality of your team. Now, on to this weekend. I want to do a couple of things here. We're going to rank the games. Mm. I want to pluck out a storyline that piques our interest the most this weekend. And we got to nominate the quarterback that needs to win the most of the eight that we have left. So I think the ranking, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think the AFC games are more interesting than the NFC games. I would go Chiefs, Bills, one. Texans, Ravens, two. Bucks, Lions, three. And Niners, Packers, four. Any disagreement from you? I think one and four is locked in. Chiefs, Bills is on top, and Packers, Niners are in the basement. Although it can have some intrigue in that game for sure. If Jordan Love can uh, get off to a hot start and kind of stick to LaFleur's game plan. LaFleur versus Shanahan is going to be really fun to watch. Um, But yeah, you're talking about... The best team in the league versus a team that probably shouldn't be. Uh, well, they they earned their way there. Don't get me wrong, but a nine and eight team in the regular season. Where I think you can flip flop is that two three. I think because of the the hometown draw to it, the Bucks and Lions that might elevate it up to two past the Texans and Ravens, which I see as a really ugly game. I don't think it's going to be appealing to watch. Whereas Bucks and Lions could be kind of that shootout style of game and not be a. Um, you know, a, a 17 to 13 finish. So I, I might flip flop those. I think that the Bucks and Lions might be two on my list, but they, they are close. I think Texans Ravens has a chance to be a classic it with the two be. quarterbacks that we have. CJ Stroud already looks like he's in the upper echelon. Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP for the second time in his career. The Ravens are as good as anybody else in the NFL. It, as long as the Texans can keep it close. I think that game is going to be pretty incredible on the Niners, and and for the record, I love all these games, but you know somebody's got to be first, and somebody would have to be fourth if you're ranking it. The 49ers and the Packers. Do you realize that that is the most common playoff matchup in the history of the NFL? We've never seen two teams play more frequently in the postseason than the 49ers and the Packers. This is going to be meeting number ten between the two franchises in the history of Niners Packers. And I think most of that has happened within my lifetime. So I think that we've seen most of them. I don't think this dates back very far. Uh, The 49ers really didn't come into consistent relevancy until Joe Montana. And, and then the Packers had a hard time getting back to the playoffs until they got Favre. 
by the time you got though, and then it was Steve Young and Brett Favre. It seemed like those two played each other every year, and uh, and then you had the then you had the Aaron Rodgers years where he was going up against like Kaepernick mm-hmm. uh, and Alex Smith, and now we have this iteration. So those two franchises, this will be their tenth playoff meeting ever. Yeah, two historical teams and two teams that winning is in your blood. Winning is in your culture. Um, so it, it's no surprise. I did not know that. So uh, thank you for enlightening all of us on that. But, yeah, it makes total sense. And the the intrigue is there. But it, as you said, someone's got to be in the basement. Yeah, I'm thinking on the other side. I, I don't know this for sure, but I would venture to guess the Bucks and the Lions have have very few playoff <laughs> meetings between the two of them. The Bucks, for many years in their existence, had a hard time making it to the playoffs, and that's basically been the Lions' entire story. I do like the trash talk that we're seeing, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that to transition to the second piece of this that I wanted to talk about, the storyline that piques our interest. Obviously, you've got Mahomes and Josh Allen. That kind of speaks for itself. I want to see the aftermath of this Chauncey Gardner-Johnson story with him complimenting Bucks receivers saying that they're one of the best he's ever faced. But he said, if you give Tampa a good quarterback, that's a really good group of wide receivers. Of course, that's a shot at Baker Mayfield. Baker's had some pretty iconic moments, mostly dating back to his days at Oklahoma, where he throws this kind of stuff back in people's faces. So if the Bucks win, I'm thinking we get old school, obnoxious Baker at the podium or on the field. And then if they don't win, what does Chauncey Gardner-Johnson say, especially if he picks off Baker late to seal the win? I just think the aftermath of of that, Baker Mayfield's handled it like a pro. But if he wins, you know, we might see him plant the Bucks flag on the lion or something like that. Go old school with it. Baker's response was great. And if you missed it, CJ pretty much referenced the receiving group of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Russell Gage, who has not played a snap for Tampa Bay this year, calling them uh, a talented group, in which Baker said, well, you maybe need to watch more film because uh, Russell Gage has not played for us this season, but he's a great player. So it's one of those backhanded compliments, which that's why, okay, BK, I think with this storyline, it's going to be the the lead-up to it, the anticipation is going to be better than the final result. Because I think that Baker has grown. We If we see that fiery Baker, it's going to be on the field. So it could be, yeah, you want to say I'm not a good quarterback. Here's 325 yards and three touchdowns on your head. Thank you very much. But when it gets to the podium, I think he handles it with class. Uh, I think that Baker's hit a point in his career where he's seen the, you know, he's been borderline backup label forever and start a few games here and there. He was kind of left for dead by the NFL. And he's found, you know, He's been reborn in Tampa. So I think when it comes to being flashy in front of cameras and stuff at the podium, he's kind of more reserved than the Baker uh, that we did see plant that Oklahoma flag years yeah. ago. You're probably right about that. Before I move on to the quarterback that needs it the most, and I, I'm, I don't think there's going to be any argument there. Is there a storyline that you put at the top of the list with these four games? No, I mean, you have Mahomes, Allen, round two. Again, it's it's two yeah. Goliaths. The only thing that could elevate that, that storyline is if it was for the AFC Championship with a chance to punch your ticket to the Super Bowl. But Mahomes, Allen, postseason, talk about classics. If this one folds, that's the biggest disappointment of the weekend. Lamar Jackson could go and lose the game uh, against the Texans, 
and be 0-3 in the divisional round and another failed attempt at a great season and can't get past the playoffs, um, that will be less of a disappointment than if the Chiefs and Bills end in a 14-17 to game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening. With the quarterback that needs it the most, I mean, Lamar Jackson could definitely use it. But Lamar's going to get the MVP, so he'll have, even though that's not the accolade he wants the most, uh, he'll have something to hang his hat on for the year. Josh Allen needs this more than anybody. He's riding high right now. He's red hot. But if they don't win, none of that matters. Even if he plays great and they lose, I'm not sure he or the city could mentally recover with how good this team feels right now, how well he's been playing, how how much less imp, uh, imposing the Chiefs are right now. If that Chiefs team goes into Buffalo and wins this game, it's just like you throw your hands up if you're the Bills and go, what are we supposed to do? How do we move on past this? And it'll all fall on Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I am one, I will say. Now, I do acknowledge that the Bills um, ended the year off with five wins. They beat the Steelers at home last weekend. Am I the only one in the world that's like, yeah, the Bills are on a nice run. But it's not like they're blowing teams out of the water. In that stretch, they did get that win over the Cowboys. That was probably um, their biggest win next to beating the Dolphins in Week 18 to clinch the division, to clinch a two seed. That's obviously huge. Then you have games sandwiched in between there where they beat the Chargers by two and beat New England by six. So it's not like they've been on this uh, this run that San Fran was on early in the year where they're beating teams by at least two touchdowns and scoring 30 points week in and week out. Um so, but you are right. Josh Allen is the answer here. Is there is there any appeal for a Patrick Mahomes being the answer to prove, hey, oh yeah, the, you know the Chiefs are having a down year. Mahomes isn't what maybe isn't what he used to be and needs those weapons with an aging Kelsey. How about Mahomes no. goes out and says, "Yep, keep talking, boys. Here's the best quarterback performance of the year." No, I mean it would be awesome. To, uh, even though I'm, uh, you know, I will get to my stone cold locks later, but it would be it would be awesome to see Mahomes just dunk on everybody yeah. again. But he doesn't need the question was who needs it. Yeah. He doesn't need it. That is true. He doesn't need it at all. And the reason why there's pressure on Buffalo is Kansas City. This will be the most beatable Kansas City probably ever will be. I, I'm thinking they're going to restock some things in the off season, and this is feels like a beatable. Kansas City team. We've got more in the zone coming up right after this. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.